I'll take days off, do I? Do I? When my number is called, I'll take plays off, do I? Do I? I'ma always give you 20 and 10. No matter how much you wanna pretend that I ain't clutch. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Others Receiving Votes podcast, sponsored by M Glow. I'm your host, Lauren Woods, aka Big Low. I was talking uh to one of my peoples the other day, and I mean I watch a lot of college basketball. Tons. I watch a lot of high school basketball, a lot of college basketball. Tons of pro basketball, pretty much basketball all over the world. I'm always watching, you know, trying to pick up new ideas, new um, new strategies, all kinds of things. One thing that I'm always fascinated with is how so many great players in high school and college and even on a pro level, they just fall off. And, and mostly it's, it's high school to college and college to the pros. You know, once, you, once you've been playing pro for, for a, you know, a few years, whatever, and you kind, you kind of get your footing, you kind of, at that time, you know what, you know what you're really good at, you know what you're not as good at, you know, you usually just uh, accentuate your positives and get away from your negatives. But, um, you know, I, I find that so many talented players, young players uh, in college, they don't have the kind of pro career they should have. You know, and, and it's all objective, you know, like, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. It's like one of my, one of my, uh, like my high school coach used to say all the time, you know, it, like none of that matters. It only matters is what you do. I try to talk to people about it. Like, well, what, what is it that, that just doesn't get you over, over that hump? Like, like what, what is that information that you're missing? Or what is the information that a lot of these young players are missing that they're not making it to the next, the next level like that? And especially what I'm talking about now from high school, I'm from college to the pros. It really has to do with, you know, just having that mindset. You are good enough and no matter what, you're going to make it. And, and, and I'm gonna give you a, an example. Like, uh, you know, like I know that there's a lot of guys that feel that they should play in the NBA. A lot of parents are telling their kids at a very young age that yes, you know, NBA is the goal. It's the only goal. That's what it is. There is no plan B, whatever. And, and this, this is a great, a great way to, um, to attack a goal. You know, have a goal, have no backup plans, you know, just put, be all into this certain goal. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. But then if you don't, get that specific goal, you have to be able to adapt and, you know, like find a new goal quickly. And that's one thing in, in professional sports, especially, um, you know, and then moving from college to the pros is, you know, a lot of guys, they don't get it fast enough. They don't understand quick enough that you have to be able to say, okay, I didn't make it to the NBA, but I'm still going to continue on this basketball path and just try to maximize it the best way I can without any regrets, without looking back, without saying, oh, I didn't get picked here. So that means maybe I'm not, uh, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. And, you know, I guess that, that that's the end or taking the mindset of, well, I'm not here. I'm, you know, I have to play, you know, overseas or in some other market or in South America or, you know, in the Caribbean or wherever, you know, it's starting out a career. You know, I have to start here because I'm not an NBA. I'm not going to go as hard as I would go if I was playing against like LeBron James or Kevin Durant or, you know, Steph Curry or something like that. Right. And, and I think that piece of information right there is just the big, that's the biggest key to being able to get over that hump. You know, there's, there's tens of thousands of guys who are good enough to play professionally, especially in America, because, you know, we have tons and tons and tons of talented players, but you know, every, it's only going to be 400 
people selected, uh, you know, playing in the NBA every year. You know, the number constantly changes with revolving, you know, it's like a revolving door with players. Eventually, the best players are going to be old. They're going to be out. Then they're going to be, uh, you know, young, talented players coming in. But, you know, there's going to be constant change and constant movement. But, you know, you got to be able to adapt and to say, OK, if I didn't make it into this first 400, you know, just think about the next 100. The next 100 is not in the NBA. The next 100 is either playing in the G League or playing overseas or whatever. You know, you got to be able to to flip that switch quick and say, all right. That didn't happen right now, you know, and especially if you're young, it could still happen, you know, it could happen four or five years down the line. But if it didn't happen right now, we got to I got to flip that switch and I got to get ready to get it popping wherever I go. Enough of me ranting. Let's get to the show. We're going to start this thing, man, right now. Cause okay, I don't that's a bad. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Hold up. Usually, usually what I do, I got this whole crazy intro for everybody like yo all american and it was doing this right. i'm not even gonna do that with you and i'm gonna right, sure, sure. even plan this this is what i'm gonna do okay I'm gonna tell this one story and then i'm just gonna right. do the rest all right <laughs> and i've been and i've been knowing you see i was knowing you before you knew me right right before right true. We, when we met officially it was like abcd camp we was like right, yeah 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 yep. the year before that I guess we was like, what was we like, juniors, maybe like that. It was like junior because we'll be, right, we right. was going into senior year. Okay. It was junior. And remind you, class of 96. I'm 96, baby. Names out there. Kobe. Yes, Bryant. sir. Oh, my. Tim, Rest in peace, Cole, man. You Tim feel me? Tim Thomas. Jermaine yes, O'Neal. Man. Lee um, Holloway up there. Where, where y'all is at? Yep, yep, yep. Um, but uh, Stephen Jackson, Captain Jack. Stephen Jack, Captain Jack, uh, Bibby, Mike Bibby, yeah, yeah, so uh, many who people. Up? Ronnie Fields. Ronnie Fields, yeah, Denver crazy. Wilson, I'm we had some uh, Dean Cleveland. He was killing Yes, yes. Dogs. 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 The first person I really ever heard about. Right. This is on everything I love. You don't even know this story. This is on everything I love. I was thinking about the other day. First person I ever heard about was this dude named Nate Johnson. Right, true, like, true. Okay, you know, and we like sophomores, juniors, and they talk, you know, we I know all the names everybody could see. I, I, I was a student of the game. I ain't like how a lot right, of people right. think now. They don't know nothing about They nothing. have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> who in college, who in pros, really, who in, yeah, you know, yeah. I knew everybody, like top right, 300. Right. I knew if you was like, what rank you was, if you all the way down like 300. Right, like, right. So, we, I mean, you know, like, I, I know, it, it, okay, I'm hearing about this guy, Nate Johnson, Nate Johnson. Okay, yeah, I, I know the guy. Well, what's up with him? And like, you know, my coach is like, yeah, man, this, this kid scored, you know, broke the New Jersey record, scored like 62 points in a game or something like that. It was 81, 81. It was, no, it was, <laughs> it was the first time. Oh, ah, okay, broke, okay. broke the record, and then you broke your own record. Right, right, right. Came back with the 80, it was like, you put up the 60-something, <laughs> And then, like a month later, you put up the eighty, the eighty right. people on them, and broke the record. And I swear, man, and I'm from St. Louis. Now, mind you, this was before all the social media. This is before right, you know, right, man. Could people. you imagine? You don't really know TV. This word of mouth. Right, right, right. Broke the record with sixty-eight or seventy. They came right. back and broke <laughs> with the eighty piece like a month later. <laughs> and I'm telling, you, I was at, I'm in the gym like, man, I gotta get on my shit. Right, I right, ain't right. Ready. I scored thirty in the game. Yeah, get on my ball. You know what I mean? 
So that's how I knew. And then we go all the okay. way back to ABCD. This like '85, bro. And ever since then, you know, obviously I followed your career. And then we got the opportunity to play together in Lebanon, man. But you know wow. what? I'm done talking. You tell the story <laughs> from when you first started all the way up through the pros. Work, man. You know, young boy. I used to play a lot of football. We used to play a lot of football on the street. So my hand-eye coordination was crazy early, man. And so, but, you know, fast forward that, that just transi- transitioned me easy into basketball, man. So, um, you know, being though there's a lot of violence in Camden and all that. So basketball was kind of like our outlet, really. So we spent a lot of time on a basketball court and just, I, I tell the kids all the time when I'm working, I, I worked out by myself. You know what I mean? Like I didn't need nobody in the gym. I, and that's how I think I just, I just threw the ball out to myself, jab step, worked on my pull up and just, you know, just the small things. And then pro career, you know, then went, had opportunity to play at university of Louisville. I feel like I kind of underachieved, um, kind of got caught up with, I guess what everybody do when they go to college and all that, having fun and partying and not really, you know, concentrating on your basketball as much as we, we did after we started, after we got out of college. And then, you know, from there, um, went, went overseas and just grind, man, just grind. Like, People don't understand the grind overseas, like, you know, having to kill your man every night, you know, it's kind of like eat or be eating, man. It just, you know, and like like you said, when we played together, man, we had some great times on that court, you know. The things that we've seen on the court, you feel me, with the fighting and all that crazy, um, and it kind of uh, make you just stay in the gym, man, just keep working, man, just keep working. You That's got, pretty much it. You brought that up. I'm glad you brought up Louisville because, you know, you went to Louisville All-American. You was killing in Louisville. I know you said you wouldn't, you didn't get, you didn't have the type of career in your mind that you probably should have or from a talent perspective um, that you felt like you should have. But with all that, I mean, again, right. I followed your career at Louisville. You played great at Louisville. No matter what, your skill set and your talent level was NBA talent level. And I'm still scratching my head right now about how you missed out on a few years of those NBA checks. And we we saw a lot of replays. I was like, it, it makes no sense, especially for, for the way that, that back then guys were drafting. Um, you know, I think that was when that influx of a lot of the high school and the young guys coming at mm-hmm. that started that, you know, mm-hmm. very early teenage drafting on potential as opposed to, you know, you putting in the work for three or four years mm-hmm. and you getting a mm-hmm. nod. But, you know, I'm still scratching my head like, how right, you yeah, you three or four of those, at least three or four. At least. Those, I, I don't understand, you know? bro. But, but, <laughs> I don't understand either. But, but, just like everybody. Right, right. You know, like in, in America, it's thousands, thousands of guys that's good enough to play in the NBA. Mm-hmm, thousands. A lot of them don't make it. And then a lot of them really don't have that kind of career overseas that they should right. have too, you know, with right, that. Right. Absolutely. Like, how did you be able to shake off that NBA BS? It was some nonsense. How did right. you take that off, but then still say, you know what, I'm going to take what I, you know all these these skills that I learned since I was you know a teenager and whatever, and I'm about to kill everybody from right. this point on. I'm killing everybody. Like how you do that? You you know it was it was a crazy story for me. Like this is what happened to me. It was like I want to say my senior year. It was like I probably say like a month left in the season, and, and I'm like, man, it's and so you know what this is great sound crazy, but it's the it's fact. And I asked God, this is what I did. I said, God, I said, what is, is this basketball for me? 
And, you know, it was crazy. He didn't answer me right then and there. And his answer was, I came out, I had 38, 27, 25, 26. Boom, got my answer. So after that day, I said, I said, man, I'm going, every time I go on the court, I'm going to work out as hard as I possibly can, man. And that's what I did, man. And, you know, it, it, it will help a lot too. At, at the same time, I was able to stay in, pretty much injury free as far as major injuries, knees and backs and things like that, man. I just, and I just worked on my craft, man, just stayed in the gym and just was like, you know what, this opportunity I had to play overseas. So every time someone come and see me, I wanted it to be a show, bro. You feel me? Because I never knew who was watching me. You know what I mean? So I said, whoever that, whoever that opponent is in front of me, I'm going to go, even if he's a scorer, defensive player, whatever, I'm going to go right at his neck, bro. And I, and that's, <laughs> and that's pretty much what I did for that, for that time, man. You know what I mean? And I, and I took pride in it as well. You know what I mean? See, and I think that's where a lot of the, you know, and not just guys that came out of our era, because we saw a lot. I mean, you know, remember when we were playing, we would talk about guys be like, man, I can remember him when he played in school and he was so talented. How he come overseas and he got cut the first week. Right. You know, like dudes coming overseas and stuff like that and and, and scoring 10 points when they should be getting like 10 30. And we, <laughs> why, how is that even possible? And I think you just said it right there. You know, I think a lot of guys, they couldn't shake the fact that they was even overseas. Right, yeah, a lot of them can do I that. should be in the NBA. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I yeah, kind of yeah, had yeah. that chip on my shoulder, too. When I first went to Europe, I told you that. You know, we talked about right, that. Right, yeah. You know, I, I first went to Europe, like, I ain't supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be in the league. I'm a right, league. right. And yeah, I, I thought you were supposed to be in the league, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Fact>. <laughs> I appreciate that. The old head sat me down. He said, look, I don't care if you think you're supposed to be in the league or not. I don't know. That's between you and God. That's between you and whoever. But this is what I'm going to tell you. Because you was in the league, you got a target on your back. If you don't come and shoot sure. every single night, you're going to get yes. your ass handed to you every single night. And every single night. You're going to be out of here. So right. you your choice. And I mean, he sat me down. It was an old head, Tanaka Beard. I'll never forget. And I was Tanaka like, Beard. 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 <laughs> yeah, he, he real Right. And I think right. that, that's right. And he kind of mentored me for the first year because without him, I got blessed. Without him, for sure, I wouldn't have had the kind of career that I had after, you know, being mentored by him. But right, I think right. a lot of guys, they they just get like, ah, I, you know, I'm overseas, so that, that this ain't where mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be, so whatever. I'm just going to go ahead and do whatever. And that ain't the attitude. You got to right. have yeah. attitude. I mean, it was, for me, it was like I always started over there, so it was like, it was easy for me, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so it was just like, I'm just going to go out here and just, and just kill. So, it, it, like you said, when I'm when I'm and when those NBA players came over there, I mean, I wanted a piece of the action ASAP, bro. You know what I mean? So they definitely had targets on their back, and I could re, I could read like um what's his name, Ruben Patterson, and all those dudes came to Who the Middle East. Yeah, oh my man. goodness, I'm talking about 47, 15, and 11 on the on the cat. You feel me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like go right at his back, bro. But um, I mean, like you said, but Pete Michael, 
You know what I mean? Very, 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 very skilled player as well. And, and when I say skilled, I mean like he wasn't like that in Cincinnati. You feel me? Right. But we but we know what staying in the gym can do for you. You feel me? So we do know it, we do know that. So that's what I just try to preach to my kids and my son. Just you gotta, even if you ain't in the gym, you gotta be home doing something because somebody right now is working real hard, bro. You feel me? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> straight you know, up. Yeah, I, I agree. I can't agree with that more, man. You know, and, and a lot of guys don't understand, like, this is a livelihood that, you know, with the wrong attitude, you could be missing out on hundreds of thousands oh, or millions man, of dollars. For real. With that. For real. Speaking, of, speaking of, getting them chips. Right. And, and, and I know, I know you have picked up a few nice checks. Picked up a few up, nice Picked ones. up a few nice checks. But what I all I try to tell this to a lot of young guys that you you gonna get you're gonna be getting paid, especially if you're on top of your game, you're gonna get that money. Right. But you don't understand there's a lot of other BS that come with that too. You know, right, right, right. Only, Absolutely. You know, only one well, I know I've been on teams where I was the only one getting paid. They right, I've been there. Team and a yeah. ton of challenges with that. Talk about a couple of those challenges you had. Like when you know, knowing that you come in there and you you you're the highest paid player on your team, or you know you're supposed to be the one leading to the promised land. All those challenges in there. How, how did you how did you face those? Um, I was fortunate. I, at the same time, I played on a lot of good teams. You know what I mean. So you didn't have those problems and all that. But you did. I mean, you know, some guys not getting paid. I, sometimes I didn't get paid. You feel me? And sometimes I done got snaked out of money. You feel me? I feel like Lebanon still owe me like 500 racks. You feel me? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, it's comforting knowing that a team do rely on you and, and, and respect you enough to give you your money, you know, when it's due, maybe a couple of days later, whatever. But, you know, at the same time, you still just, you still got to go out there and produce, even if you ain't getting paid or you really ain't going to get paid. You feel me? So, you ain't lying. Uh, <laughs> I, still remember, I still remember some times in Lebanon. I remember the, the year that we played and we done ran through the whole league. I mean, we lost like two, three league. games. They thought it was the end of the world. We still won. Right. <laughs> That's the, crazy. The end of the season. They still like, oh, no, nah, but y'all lost them games back in February. Like, right. what you mean? Right. What is he talking about? Even the Lakers lose. Right, you feel me? Like it's crazy. I mean, like I mean, and it can mess. It can mess with you mentally too, over there because you're so far away. That's why, like a lot of cats, you go overseas and they can't make it. You know what I mean? Like you go over there, they start messing with your money, the language barrier, and all that. Because it's not for everybody. You know what I mean? I'm thinking like you really got to be like mentally a strong, strong person. You know what I mean? Because it can get to you. Especially if you got family and your family is away. I mean, your family is, is, is in the States and you over there grinding, you know, trying to make a better life for them. So a lot of guys don't make it. But I'm thinking now with, with, with all this social media and all that stuff now, I'm thinking more and more of them probably more likely to make it now. What I don't understand is uh, why are these cats like even wasting their time playing in the D League and all that? Just go overseas and get your money, bro, and just come back and play in the summer leagues, man. You feel me? Like, <laughs> I don't understand because I played two years in the D League, and that's when it first started. I, I was leading scorer first year, second, I mean, third leading scorer my, my, my first year, and second, first leading scorer my 
my second year, and I ain't getting no looks from the NBA, bro. Now, and I'm killing niggas. They calling up every night. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't understand this. So I, so, so I blacks out one. So like week before the season over, I blacks out. I go to the NBA row, and I gives them the middle finger going down the score after I, after I scored a bucket. You feel me? And then. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I was for a while, but that's why you didn't. I know, but still, I mean, you got to understand the frustration as well. You know what I mean? Like, sure. what's going on? So, you know, they suspended me, and I just left the team and went straight overseas, bro, and never – and played in a couple of summer leagues and killed, and everybody telling me, yo, cats getting signed. They're like, yo, you next, yo, you next. Yep. And it don't happen. I was like, you know what? I, I never forget. I was 27 years old, and I said I'll never go to another um, NBA vet camp. Nothing ever again, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's political, man. It, it can be political, but, but like I said, a lot of guys wouldn't be able to take that same frustration and put it to good use. Right? Yeah, I did put it to like, good use. Let it weigh on them, and I know a lot of guys personally, you know, who didn't really get that shot that they deserve, and it kind of, you know, it kind of messed them up a little bit. Right. Absolutely. Now, and that's why I like I'm glad you telling and elaborating on it because young players need to understand they need to understand you, that you might have a talent but you know it's a lot of political stuff that goes on behind it's a lot doors that you don't even know about that you don't even know can't take it can't take it personal you gotta still you can't take it personal yeah, I'm gonna wake up tie my shoes up and I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna kill anybody who's in my way Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, man. Look, <laughs> I'm glad we, I'm so happy that you got right. the show, man. I mean, you know what? Just you tell everybody, give me the biggest piece of advice you tell any young player, you know, mm-hmm. even if they young, like young, young, I know you work with kids in the gym all the time, 12, 13, 14, 15. You know, I'm sure you interact with all kinds of, you know, guys in college, guys just getting out of college. What's your biggest piece of advice for all of them? When you come to that gym, it ain't. No friends. No friends. I like I'll tell you a quick story. I laugh and joke with guys all the time on the court, but I got I got 35, 25 at the half. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> so so <laughs> so I'm like, but I, I'm doing that as a tactic as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, but um I just just when you go between them lines, when you go to work out. Make sure when you leave that gym, you come home, you ice, you do whatever, you look in that mirror. If this is what you want to do, that you gave it all you possibly can that that day, the next day, that game, the next practice. I tell, be the best player in practice. So now when you're hitting your shots in practice, so when the game time comes, it's it's not even no question that. When you hit the shots, they go in because you put that work in, man. I mean, like, I mean, it's it's just I tell the kid when you go in the gym, the first thing they do wants fire half court shot. Now nah, you're not gonna shoot that shot in the game. Soon they come to the gym, they want to shoot threes. Nah, move in first, warm up, and then gradually get yourself out there. You know what I mean? But yeah, just just work when you get between them lines, man. Just just grind it out and then put everything on the line. And at the end of the day, if you got other options, you take them and just pretty much that's it, bro. Simple but effective, man. I mean, like yeah, man. Mentality, it really starts with them just getting in the gym and putting in the work they uh, yeah. you know, by themselves. 
because, you know, you see nowadays, and, and this is the business that we in, you know, like we're in, uh, you know, basketball coaching slash training slash camps and clinics and all that where we're raising the youth and you got to pay for all that. Right. But like I tell a lot of parents, you know, they got 10, 11, 12 year old kids, 13 year old kids. And they talk about, oh, you know, they real good. Now I want to get really, really good. You know, uh, I need a trainer. I need this. I need that. No, no, you don't. You know, no, you so don't. right now, can you imagine if we had YouTube where we can get Man, come on, man. They, had, they got trainers on, on, online for free. Online and for free. If your kid is in the gym or, or is begging you every single day, I got to get in the gym. I need to be better. I'm going to go to the gym. Drop me off at the YMCA at 9 a.m. Come back and pick me up at 4 p.m. Just give me $10 so I can eat. Mm-hmm. When they doing that, then you say, okay. Then you say, okay. For me to pay and invest and put all this time into it. You know, you say, you what, what you do? You you got, you got went, you picked up a ball when you was 14, 15. You work on your jab step. That's it. That's I, all I, I did. I've seen a kid pick up a ball and go to the gym and work on their jab step maybe in 20 years. Like, right. <laughs> you feel me? Without the coach telling them, right? Right, right. Just good in there working on your stuff, working on your stuff. You, you, I mean, you, you and I played together when we were still in our early 30s, you know, early to mid 30s. I was 39 when I retired. You know, the first thing I did when I used to walk in the gym at 39, Mike and Drill. Mike and Drill, yeah. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. It's important. <laughs> I'm shooting right next to the basket. I'm 39. Right. You know, I didn't even have, really have to practice at that time. You know what I mean? Right, for real. I already knew what was going on. The game is closed now, but the first thing I did every single day, going to gym, mic and drill, form shooting. Okay, let me get some free throws and the light jogging. You know, and that's the stuff we learned when we grew up. How important is it, too, for these kids to know to be good teammates as well? You know what I mean? Like, and then once they respect you, you know, they do anything for you, man. You know what I mean? Once the people respect you. I mean, like, that goes... My day used to always say, you, when, when you leave out of town, you know, you, rep- you representing us everywhere you go. You know what I mean? So it's important to be good teammates, good students, because, I mean, like... When you when a coach want to play, you want to know all five positions. So that means you got to be intelligent to be able to get guys in the right position and being leaders and all that. But that's the only way I knew when I got on the court. You know what I mean? I, I mean, like I would run through walls for my teammates. You feel me? <laughs> and I wasn't on the court demeaning my teammates, cussing them out, trying to fight them because they missed passes and all that. And these kids are doing that today. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I'm doing that in your program. They damn sure wouldn't be doing that in my program. Right, for sure. Because I'm, nah. I'm <laughs> like, ain't none of y'all really that good to me. They really none of y'all that good. With you. Like, you got to prove to be that good. Once you that get to the sad. next level and you keep proving yourself, that's when you know. But you right. know, walk out here at 14 or 15 and think that this is it. Because trust me, I've seen a lot of amazing 14 and 15 year olds. Man, and y'all are not like high that. school. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I mean, we still teach them. Just I just still just teach basic footwork, coming off the screens and how to shoot the ball with the proper footwork. I mean, like you, fourteen, fifteen. When I was fourteen, fifteen, I already knew this because I was in the gym working on it. Y'all have no clue. That's why y'all turn the ball over all the time because y'all ain't got no base and no balance and to to yourself and and that's why y'all are like that. So with my kids, I just train them. Footwork, 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 footwork. That's it. 
coming off of screens, learning how to get up into guys' body on defense, leaning on people. You know what I mean? Wearing, I mean, just wearing people out, always touching them. Always, they, they don't communicate unless you get all, you talking about the number team, the um, top teams in the nation. You go to these games and you'll hear, I got your weak side and all that. You know, we always talking on the court. You feel me? Like that's, it's a, it's a team effort. When they, just like, when you hear me saying, I got weak side, so and then you're going to be like, hey, send him this way, send him that way, or, or I got your back, or you cover this. And I'm, I mean, like, this is this winning basketball, bro. <laughs> How we played it, that's the only way we tried to play. We just thought that that was basketball. That, that's basketball. Yeah. <laughs> that's winning basketball. Right. But you know what? It is, it's great that, that coaches like you, players like you, guys that played at the highest level and then still come back and give all this knowledge. And this ain't just for 14 to 15 year olds. This is for the 20 year olds. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And being your second, third year playing pro somewhere overseas or in the league or whatever. And you still might not have these basics down. And I'm glad you still teaching them, man. I'm glad you still teaching them. Yeah. I ain't going to stop for sure. Now you You can't keep posting your stuff on Instagram. I'm going to keep stealing it. Right, right. Yeah, I know, right? I, I be trying to not to post too much because cats around here in Louisville, bro, they be ridiculous with it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to give it your name. Bro. I'm going to say, yo, this is Nate Johnson, like Cone Drill, and get a right. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, out of that, what I was doing right there, I mean, we Euro step around it. You feel me? We spin, move back. And then it's all around the court. You know what I mean? Because you can't just isolate yourself on one side saying because I'm right-handed, I got to stay on the right. No, sir. We going all around the court with it. You know, and another good thing with my workouts is, you know, I charge uh, 25 an hour, which I, you know, we ain't trying to kill the parents or nothing like that. But I keep them in the gym for two hours. You feel me? So, I mean, you when you, you know what I mean? I ain't, yeah, I ain't trying to, you know, they come in there two hours and I, and I, and I pretty much try to when they done, super exhausted. Because my thing is, if you ain't never been through nothing to get somewhere, we you got to go through something first to get to it. So now when you going through it for them two hours, the, the parents sit back. You know, they text me and call me all the time. Like, hey, I appreciate it. Um, it, it. It's really paying off. He's doing, he's starting to do this. And, you know, and it makes us proud as trainers. You feel me? Like, okay. Now just come a little more so we can get a little bit more of that brick. Now I'm just joking. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're gonna keep it real though. It's a it's a billion dollar business. You feel me? Oh, real talk. So if you do- and I like it. I like what you're talking about because you know even the, even what you what you're telling the parents like you bringing them in there and yeah you paying them. Trust me, it's a lot of it's a bunch of trainers out there that's training these kids and these kids will never go nowhere because they're not teaching them the right stuff. The right, they yeah. Do step back three pointers with dribbling Come on, right man. and fading away. <laughs> Steph Curry. Could be- Steph Curry, <laughs> eight million three-point like that, That's how he can do it. Right, right. Steph Curry's one of the best finishers in the paint too. And I, I know right. some of these kids can't even make lay, regular layups, let alone right. Steph can he make regular layups, bro, and all that stuff. 
And that's what these kids need to learn. Like, that's when you can take it to that next level and be like, okay, now I'm going to be a great college player like Nate Johnson. Now I can go to the pros and, you know, make, you know, millions of dollars like this guy or that guy because you already got the basics and the fundamentals down. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Facts, bro. That's what's up, man. Well, listen, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Them Packers, too, bro. I was a little disappointed, but you know. <laughs> I was going to text you, but I wanted you to come on the podcast. I didn't want you to right. get at me. Right, right. Hey, I was in my yay for that whole week, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to be mad this time next year if the Rams don't win the Super Bowl. We just traded for Stafford. So. Oh, that's right. Y'all got Stafford, man. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But you know, that's why, you know, I, I, I've always. I always thought about and I try to describe myself as what kind of trainer I was. You feel me? So I've always knew that I had the heart and desire to get out there and really do that. So I try, I was always trying to think of a name for myself. Like what kind of emotions that I'm feeling on the court? Where, where is my motor level at on the court? And I always thought like, and I just came when I was like, yo, intense, bro. You feel me? Like when I step on that court, I'm intense. I'm 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 already at 10, bro. You feel me? So I thought it was like perfect for me. So um yeah, I ain't got no website and all that, man. I ain't I ain't really trying to get all into it like that. You feel me? Um I'm just happy with the people that come work out with me and I put my things on social media. If they come, if they come and want to work hard and get better, come. If not, I'm happy with the group I got. You know, I'm mainly for my son as well, you know what I mean? Just being in the gym with him. But I'm not out here just trying to, I ain't one of those dudes out here trying to chase it and get rich and do it and, and do it and do all that. I just want the kids that want to come work hard and get better. And I'll keep posting it on my social media like, hey, I'm working out at this time, this time. If y'all want to come, come through. If not, I'm in the I'm in the gym with my son any old way. You feel me? <laughs> What's the social media, man? Give us the social media. Uh, I'm, 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 well, you know, I can't promise that ain't nobody else going to steal it. I'm going to promise that when I steal it, I'm at least like make it your name for the drill. Right, right. Now, <laughs> you know, uh, you can get me kept on social media, alternate, A-L-T-E-R-N-A-T-E-E-3, you know, on the Instagram. And like I said, ain't nothing too special, you know, for the people that know me and they see me out here, you know, working out with the kids and all that. Like I said, if y'all want to come, come. If not. Keep it moving, bro. Because <laughs> I ain't got all, all the nonsense and all that, bro. I ain't got no time for all that, yeah. No, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're, you're a real coach, man. You, you, you're bringing it back to like how it was before, man. So, listen, appreciate you being on the show. We definitely appreciate you, bro. Too. We definitely right, right. Doing a part two. Right, right. We got to talk about like the dark side. Of right, right. Uh, hey, we, come on, man. You know our conversation crazy, bro. You feel me? <laughs> That time we spent together was like one of the most amazing times I had. You feel me? Yeah, Overseas like and all that. It was like Miami. Huh? Yeah, I'm trying to tell you, bro. Crazy. We're going to talk. We're going to bring the part two back and talk about the dark side. Right. Overseas. I can't wait for that. We definitely got to do that. And we can call it at night. Right. Straight up. At night. Right, right. It costs that. It costs cash. They marriages and everything. Bro. I'm like, I'm like, shit, it's kind of worth it. You feel me? 
Listen, I'm going to get out of here before you say too much right now. We got to put the yeah. advisory on that one. Right. <laughs> Facts, bro. Yes, yeah, sir, man. Man. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, keep keep them kids right, man. Keep yeah, them for sure. Like how you do, man. And yep, we don't yep, get up absolutely. I appreciate you being on the show, man. I appreciate you for having me, bro. And, and talk to you real soon. Yes, sir. All right. Peace out, bro. Nate Johnson, trust me, and, and the story that I told in the beginning of the interview about him, you know, like, I, you know, like I said, this is before social media, this is before anything, you know, I'm old, old. This is like 25 years ago, and, um, you know, all, it was only word of mouth or you had to read something or whatever, you know, and I remember he was the first person, like I said, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, you know, Tim Thomas, great NBA player. Jermaine O'Neal, amazing NBA player. Uh, Ronnie Fields was an amazing uh, player. You know, like he was like, he came from Chicago. They were comparing him to Jordan when we were like 15, 16. Um, you know, Mike Bibby, uh, class of 96, crazy. Rock Lloyd was in that class. Jason Collier, RIP, rest in peace. You know, Big Willie Dershon and, um, you know, coming out of New York. Shane Holloway, like I said, tons of guys. Stephen Jackson, you know, and, and it's like 15, 20 guys. Jamal McGlure was in that class, you know, great NBA player. Um, you know, the first name that really rang out, and I'm, I lived in St. Louis, he lived in Camden, New Jersey, was Nate Johnson, I'm telling you. You know, he scored 70 points in the game, or 68 or 70, something like that, when we were sophomores. Sophomores or juniors. And then came back like a month later and broke his own record, he scored 80. 81, 82, you know, I mean, you know, it might have been like 78, who knows, you know, people like, oh, you know, put a little, a few more points on it, you know what I mean? But, but that's my guy. But what I'm saying is like, that's how good he was. He was an outstanding high school basketball player. He was, he was a high school All-American and, you know, went to Louisville, had a good career at Louisville, didn't quite make the NBA. Now we know why, because I didn't know the story that he had flipped off all the NBA execs after uh, he scored a basket. But, you know, like he said, his, um, his, uh, you know, his, his, his sink was full and he just overflowed. You know, sometimes it happens. You get frustrated. Things happen. And, you know, you, you got to uh, live with your consequences. But he went overseas and absolutely destroyed. I mean, I, I like I said, I was in my early 30s when we played together. He destroyed the competition. Everybody, you know, by far. It was you, you did not want to really see him. Um, on the court back when he was in his prime because that's what he was going to do. He's going to try to embarrass you. He's going to try to score 40 or 50 points on anybody. It didn't matter. But that was the mindset that he took into, into his overseas career. Not, I didn't make the NBA, so, you know, I guess it's just whatever. I'll just do whatever. He was like, okay, I didn't make the NBA. That's cool. Every single person that I play against from now on that steps out on the, on the court against me, I'm destroying them. You know, that's number one. I mean, that, that's an amazing mindset to have going into any situation, uh, going into any kind of, you know, I don't care what industry you and if you go into in this, you know, any industry and say, you know, I don't care who the competition is. I'm going to try to destroy them and embarrass them, you know, by any means necessary. You know, that's what it is. And, you know, the the number one thing that he talked about was when he first started and we talked about this a little bit. You know, he didn't have a trainer. He didn't have, you know, he wasn't able to spend, you know, thousands of dollars on a personal trainer or speed and agility or, you know, all these things. And I think that, you know, if, if parents can do that for their kids, it's great. 
you know, having that kind of privilege. I didn't have that kind of privilege growing up, but to be able to have that kind of privilege is, is um, it's awesome. I love it. He didn't have that. He just went into the gym, picked up a ball and started working on moves. That's it. You know, I'm sure he saw him on TV somewhere or, may, you know, maybe basketball camp or something like that. But he just went in the gym and just started working on moves, started working on his jab step, started working on his, his one dribble pull up, started working on his three pointer, started working on his finishing, like all these things. He just started working on by himself until he got better and better and better. You really only need yourself in a basketball. You know, that's it. Or, you know, on your speed and agility days, you just need, you know, like a park or something like that, a street. I mean, I'm, you know, it was one time I was doing speed and, agil speed and agility uh, right in the driveway uh, on concrete, saying to yourself, you know, that the only person that's gonna stop me is me. I'm just gonna be great. You go all in at anything you do. As soon as you step between the lines, there's no friends. You know, yeah, it's, it's jokes and stuff like that. But he said he, he would just do it because, you know, by at, at that point he had like 25 or 30, <laughs> you know, but um, and he wasn't lying. You know, like, I've seen it. Go hard. Try to try to do whatever you got to do to to get to that next level. And and, you know, it, a lot of I think that'll help a lot of guys that don't quite think that they're at the place that they should be still be able to have an amazing career and amazing life. If you feel like this podcast can help somebody else, you know, please share it, write comments, write questions, write topics, whatever you want to hear about. You know, I got, got a topic on everything. I got like a hundred stories on everything and a topic on everything. So, you know, we'll definitely talk about it. Uh, hit, hit me up on my personal IG, Mr. Lauren Woods. Hit me up on the agency IG, mglow underscore US. Man, other than that, y'all stay fortunate. And be blessed. I'll take days off, do I? do I? When my number is called, I'll take plays off, do I? Do I? I'ma always give you 20 and 10. No matter how much you wanna pretend that I ain't clutch with it. I'll do the load management, maybe I can handle it. When the heat is on, I can manage it. I'm kinda like James Harden's career. I can walk whenever I feel, and that's facts. It's like the clock's ticking down a notch.